You're listening to The Way Home with Daniel Darling, a proud member of the Venom Audio Network. This episode of The Way Home Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at the Christian Standard Bible. Just a quick word about the CSB translation. I have come to really enjoy it and love it over the last couple of years, and I use it in my preaching and also in my personal devotional study. Well, I'd like to commend to you uh, the CSB Single Column Bible. It's one of the first Bibles as part of the Holman Handcrafted Collection, and it features an elegant single column page design with wide margins printed on high quality Bible paper to enhance readability. This is a really nice Bible. It's handcrafted with the highest quality authentic grain genuine leather and constructed with a Smithstone reinforced binding with edge line and leaves. This distinctive Bible is guaranteed to last a lifetime. I don't know about you, but I've been through several Bibles in my preaching, teaching ministry, and there's something about having a good Bible that feels good in your hands, that is easy to read. Also, the single column is really nice for readability and has just a lot of really uh, great features in it. It's got wide margins so that you can do some writing and journaling in there if that's what you like to do. You can get 30% off this Holman handcrafted Bible if you use the code the way home at lifeway.com. So go to lifeway.com and use the special code the way home and get 30% off this Holman handcrafted Bible. Well, hello and welcome again to the way home podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me. This is Dan Darling. I am so honored that uh, you would join me today and listen to this podcast. For all of you who regularly listen, I get great feedback from you. Uh, I was just traveling a little bit this month and uh, heard from several of you at a few of the places that I was at about how you listen regularly and you like certain episodes and uh, just gratifying uh, to hear that. If you are a fan of the podcast and you'd like others to know about it, would you please rate and review it in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast it just uh, enables other people to, to see it and subscribe as well today we have another great conversation in store this one is with uh, Preston Poor who is uh, a longtime uh, executive fortune 500 executive he's worked in many different settings for companies that you would recognize uh, he is the author of a book called Discipled Leader inspiration from a fortune 500 executive for transforming your workplace by pursuing Christ. I know if you're listening and you're a person that is not in vocational ministry, like I am or pastors or missionaries or people who work for a parachurch organization or a denominational organization, it can be hard to, to kind of think, how does my nine to five job really square with the kingdom of God? And I think too often churches maybe give off this idea pastors like us give off this idea that the real important work is happening on Sundays and what you do Monday through Friday is just kind of like extra or maybe it's a means to an end to either you know tithe money to the church provide for your family or whatever but that's really not a great way of looking at it God actually cares about the work you do and your workplace and so Preston is going to come on and share some real good insights about how to think about your nine to five job, how to view it as an arena where God has called you to both evangelize and disciple, but also to do good work for the glory of God. I think you'll be encouraged by it. So let's join our conversation with Preston Poor. 
Well, I'm glad to have as my guest, uh, Preston Poor here on the Way Home Podcast. Preston, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Well, Preston, uh, there's a whole lot of converse, uh, topics we can talk about in the area of leadership. And um, you've you've got quite a bit of uh, experience as an executive for a Fortune 500 company. Uh, before we talk about leadership, though, I'd like to hear a little bit of your story in terms of how you came to faith in Christ and uh, how, how you sort of approach uh, your uh, work in the business world uh, from a Christian perspective. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, Dino. I was uh, I became a Christian in eighth grade, so back in a junior high ministry in Fort Collins, Colorado, in 1980, a long time ago. Um, and all through my life, I've had mentors in my life uh, discipling me, um, um, helping me grow, uh, and teaching me things. But you know what? Um, when I made it into the professional world, I wasn't sure how my faith fit in. And I think at the time you would call me what they like Barna calls uh, compartmentalizers. And so what they mean by that is obviously the spiritual and the secular, seeing those things differently. So every day I went to work, I wasn't sure how my faith played out in that workplace. And uh, it was a struggle for me. And the book that I wrote is all about this journey that I've gone through, uh, moving from a, a compartmentalizer, somebody that did not actively integrate their faith into the workplace, to an onlooker. Uh, somebody that was interested in how, but not sure how I could do that. And then actually into an integrator uh, and moving along that faith journey. And so uh, it's been a really long, <laughs> progressive, probably 20 year journey for me to figure out how to do that. But it's cool because I see the Lord working in me and through me to impact uh, the workplace uh, through relationships with my teammates, uh, other things that we do uh, and, and the way we interact and work together. So uh, it's been quite the journey for me from eighth grade all the way to now. And uh, it's been a fulfilling one, uh, but it's been a great one too. You know, um, you, I just want to get right into the topics of your book. You talk about the discipled leader. And uh, when I think, when people think discipleship, um, I think Christians, they typically think, you know, in a, in a more narrow framing of, you know, discipling toward the spiritual disciplines, which I think are, are, are absolutely vital. I mean, that's that's the center of Christian discipleship. But I don't think they think discipling, people to how to live in your daily life, right? So how, how do I perform as a Christian in the boardroom? Or how do I do this in the uh, driving an Uber? Or how do I do this on the construction side or job side or whatever? I think it's changed a lot in the last decade with the growing work and faith movement, which I think is very healthy. But I still think we sometimes think in terms of those narrow categories, help us out with that a little bit. I think it comes down to the way you show up at work. It really does. Uh, the way you interact with people, the way that you uh, putting people first uh, versus the results. And the results, don't get me wrong, being a Fortune 500 company and also being a small business owner that I am, results are very, very important. But I always tell people it's not the what that matters necessarily, it's the how. And if I can lead by example in the workplace and uh, uh, being in tune with the Holy Spirit and uh, allowing God to work in me and through me to become a really redemptive presence in the workplace. And the Lord will grow my influence through that. And uh, if I can do those things, I gain more credibility and things. So um, one of the things I draw you to is that the, one of the chapters in my book is about seeking God. And how do you do that? And it's really about the Bible and the importance of Bible. And then when I move readers into a quiet time, which is a daily discipline that a lot of uh, uh, Christians have. And then I take them into this thought process and says, okay, so if, if you want to gain credibility and influence in the workplace, one of the quickest ways to make and gain that is to make sound decisions. 
And uh, I love to pause and say, okay, so I've read something from McKinsey. McKinsey, the, the consulting group, said that uh, Fortune 500 people, they waste over 500,000 days a year, 500,000 days a year, making ineffective decisions. They're not effective at it. They're not productive and whatnot. And so my point of bringing people into that is saying, okay, so if you are, are leaning into the Lord, you are having consistent quiet times. And I teach people a framework about how to make a decision uh, on that. And then you're seeking divine input. As a Christian business leader, bringing your faith into the workplace and engaging God, and when he, if you engage him, he'll engage you, um, that will help you make more sound decisions, better decisions. Now, not all decisions are great, uh, and the results don't always play out the way you want to with your decisions, but I can tell you this, that if you're seeking God and his will and using a thoughtful process to make decisions, uh, you're going to stand out as an executive. You're going to stand out as a leader in the workplace. And uh, people will will turn to you as a leader. You'll gain you'll gain credibility, influence, and uh, I think those are all great things. And I know that's a lot of th- a lot of uh, a lot of attributes and characteristics that Christians out there are seeking. Right. So, what are some of the misconceptions you think that maybe professional pastors, those of, those of us who you know work for Christian organizations or nonprofits, what, what are some of the things we don't understand about Christians who work in the corporate? world, whether they're on a corporate board or they're, you know, in some kind of executive position. Yeah. So I, you know, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm part of this uh, growing and we're trying to start a movement here in Atlanta where I am around faith in the workplace. And I just met with a, a board last night talking about that and how do we move in that direction. And the conversation really is around how's the somebody that's in current commerce full-time and then somebody that's a pastor as well. And how do you make that connection between the two? And, and sometimes I, I, I think that maybe pastors certainly value the workplace uh, and, and trying to help on that, but they don't know how to vocationally disciple somebody to show them how the, the, the theology of work, how their work matters, uh, and how to show up, like I said earlier, at work and, and be a positive influence. So I think there's a kind of a disconnect. Um, some of the churches I've attended in the past have addressed it. Others haven't. And I think that, again, that's the sacred secular type piece. And if we can make a combination there and, and uh, both sides could come to maybe an understanding about what's needed for help to help people be productive and effective in their work, uh, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I would elaborate on is that another study I read is that we'll invest 900,000 hours of our life working. And so if we're investing so much time, we certainly want to show up and be the best person and representative for Jesus that we possibly can in the workplace. And, and that's something I know that pastors would want. And I know the people that are in business want as well that are Christians uh, to, to make sure that we're glorifying God and using our talent, skills, and abilities for the greater good. Uh, l- let's talk a little bit about what you're talking some of the themes in your book about the disciple leader. What, what are some key themes and steps that you encourage folks to do as they're disciples. We're, we're talking about making disciples. We're talking about discipling yourself. You know, what, what are some key uh, metrics you, you would uh, consider for leaders who are doing this well? Well, what I, I'd love to share with you is this, is that uh, another study that I read from Barna shared a, a few years ago was that uh, only one in five people who made a decision for Christ have been actually discipled. 
That means that they've been taught how to read the Bible. They know how to pray. They're in fellowship with others. So they know how to share their faith that actively. So that's, that's 20%. That means there's 80% out there that have not grown in that at all. And when I wrote this book, it really originally started out as a discipleship book. Uh, but then uh, understanding uh, my work environment that I'm in, I want to start thinking about how does that actually show up? And I go back to this thing that I, I mentioned to you earlier about the segments of the uh, compartmentalizers, the onlookers, and then the integrators. Uh, just throw it, I'm a business guy, so I got to throw some stats at you real quick. Um, from a, from a uh, compartmentalizer perspective, somebody who is different on Monday than they are on Sunday, uh, that don't, don't understand the inter interaction between the two, those are about 35% of the people that uh, Barna surveyed. The onlookers, the middle part, uh, that if they actually were shown how to uh, show up at work uh, and live out their faith, they'd be interested in doing that, love to learn how. And then the balance, 30, uh, it's actually 28% are integrators that are actually living out their faith in the workplace. And that was a survey done by Barnett. Why did I bring all that stuff up? Well, what I recommend in the framework that I've put together in Disciple Leader and how what success looks like is this. If you're a compartmentalizer, uh, and if you don't get the sacred secular overlap and being the same person you are on Monday as you are on Sunday, that's where discipleship comes in. And taking that 80% of the folks that are out there that have never been discipled before and, and teaching them the, the tenets, the principles, the practices of the faith, uh, and, and push, you know, really uh, um, helping point them to the Lord, if you will. Mm. Uh, the second step, uh, the second group that I mentioned were the onlookers. And those onlookers are the ones that, hey, I'm very interested if you'll just show me some, some examples of that. Well, you want to make sure that they have their foundation of the disciples, uh, their discipleship there, uh, and that's a good foundation for them. But then you also want to show examples about what that looks like as you pull the needle through um, from discipleship into the workplace. So we've talked about the compartmentalizers, talked about the onlookers, and that last group, the integrators, are the ones that are living out their faith, but I, I'm willing to bet uh, because your question earlier about the um, maybe a little disconnect between the the pastor and the church and the needs of the commerce and the people in the, the business world. Um, I'm willing to bet that there's not typically a framework that people are very familiar with about how I can go back and disciple people, or I can show them how to show up at work uh, through that and make a difference in their workplace. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, discipling people toward, you know, their, their nine to five workplace, right? So you know, we're talking about people who, I think this is one big hole in our discipleship that it doesn't disciple people toward, toward work. You know, what is it like to be a good craftsman, to be a good cook, to be a good chef, to be, you know, what does that look like for me? So if you, if you, as someone who is in the corporate space, who also attends church, what do you think would be more helpful from pastors and church leaders as they're, as they're trying to pastor well, people who kind of ply their trade in the marketplace? You know, it's this, there's this uh, uh, thought about excellence, a thought about excellence. And I've heard Louis Giglio refer to this uh, and talk a little bit about it when he talks about work and faith. Um, but it's, it's how we show up, the things that we do. Um, do we do it well, right? Um, it can't be just mediocre, but we have to, to, to lean in and give our very best around the products or the services that we're offering and, and do those well. I heard somebody talking the other day on another podcast I was listening to, Daniel, about uh, just going into a Starbucks. And there was a, they didn't, and, and this individual talking about this example didn't know whether the person was of faith or not. Uh, but that individual just smiled at them and said, Thanks for being here today. And I uh, hope you enjoy your, your, uh, your beverage. 
And what that hits on is this, is that if we just enjoy what we do and do it with excellence, uh, you will glorify God just alone through that peace. Um, and then so not only what you do, but then it's what I mentioned earlier was the how we do it. And it's the engagement with people. It's the integrity of work. Uh, it's the, you know, it's the, uh, how do we, we bring people together from an engagement perspective mm-hmm. and making them feel safe and secure and, uh, and building a culture of excellence at work. Those, those are all things that kind of tie in that we can work together on. Yeah, that's really great. Well, I want to encourage folks to get this really incredible book. It's called uh, Discipled Leader uh, by Preston Poor. Preston, I want to ask you, we're going to have links to this in the show notes. Preston, I want to ask you, um, in terms of how we should view some of these places that I feel like many, many Christians feel are hostile to Christianity or hostile to Christian witness, uh, corporate boardrooms and corporate places. W- what are some of the misconceptions we have about that, that, you know, as a Christian, it's hard to live in those spaces or people don't, are, are not really that interested in learning more about Christianity. What are some things that you're, that you've learned in your, your career that maybe might change the perception that we might have about working in those environments? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the question. I, I, again, I go back to this idea about how, how you show up every day. Um, I, during my career, uh, I have had the opportunity to share my faith with others. I've had an opportunity to tell them where I stand, but I do that through earning the right to have a conversation with them. I would never stand up in a meeting and say, "Hey, this, you know, this is what the Bible says, and this is what I think we ought to do." That was never, never crossed my mind. But I earned the right with people, the credibility to have conversations with them. And uh, you'll find it's interesting in the workplace uh, that people are quiet about their faith. And as you get to know people, then you can have lunch conversations, water cooler conversations. That was pre-COVID, right? And, and hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll get back to that. Um, Zoom conversations, right? Yeah, Zoom conversations, right? That's I do that all the time. Um, but you get to know people and then people start to open up and, um, I'll share a quick story with you. Um, there's a guy that, uh, mentored me, uh, at one of the, the company they work at. And, uh, he actually, we, we've gone through a few org- reorganizations, uh, over the past 20 years I've been there. And, um, I discovered over time that he was a person of faith. And, uh, I learned that he did not, uh, make it through one of the reorgs and he was looking for a, a role and, uh, certainly a little distressed about the situation. But I had developed a friendship with him, and he was another believer, had fellowship with him. But I walked into his office, and I said, hey, I've heard what's going on, um, and I'm sorry about that. Do you mind if I just pray for you? And uh, obviously, the answer was yes. But it's one of those things, you're sitting in a corporate office on the, you know, the 17th or 18th floor looking out over you know, the city, and those things don't regularly happen in the, in the corporate workplace. Um, but so I see, I see myself and hopefully other Christians that they grow into becoming disciple leader, see themselves as a, a, an agent of, uh, of the Lord. Uh, they see themselves as a potential minister in that. And uh, when they do things extremely well in, in, in their work that they do, when they treat people well, people see something different in you. I don't know that sound, might sound so sh- uh, cliche, might sound so cliche, um, but it's so true. Uh, it's interesting. Another story I'll quickly share with you, uh, Daniels. I had a um, I had a guy that left the, the organization and connected with him, and he had seen some of the stuff I've been doing on the internet, and we interacted on stuff. And uh, uh, he asked me some questions on it. And he wrote me back and said, Preston, I could tell that there was something different about you that I never told you about, but I could tell that you were navigating things differently, that you had a north star to you mm. where other people didn't. 
And so, again, it goes to the way you show up. It goes to earning the right to have a conversation with somebody um, and then having taking advantage of that. And just loving on people. There's, there's. Look, I, I tell you what. There's all kinds of people in the in the workplace that uh, there's a lot of baggage out there, um, a lot of challenges, a lot of problems. It's really just an opportunity to encourage people, to pray for them, uh, to put them in positions to they can win, to celebrate them, um, and, and help them succeed. And I think that's something that uh, I would hope that all Christians uh, would become in in the, in the workplace, um, and and help others do that. Mm. That's such a good word, and I think a great place to end our conversation. Um, want to encourage folks to get this really good book called "The Discipled Leader" by Preston Core, and uh, we'll have links to it in our show notes. A really excellent uh, leadership uh, resource for you, Preston. Thanks for joining me today on the Way Home Podcast. My pleasure. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Way Home Podcast with Daniel Darling. For more information, you can visit danieldarling.com. If you do like this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. We also encourage you to rate and review so others can know about the podcast. You can follow me at at Dan Darling on Twitter or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Darling. I also want to encourage you again to check out my latest book, Away With Words, and you can visit awaywithwordsbook.com. Thank you for listening again to The Way Home Podcast. This is a production of the National Religious Broadcasters. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.